Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's me. It's the Priceline Negotiator, known as William Shatner. And I'm here because we've all been getting less lately less sunshine less bang for your buck less fun i can't take it anymore <laughs> that's why i'm negotiating to get you more thanks to my deal making skills priceline saves travelers over one billion dollars every year that's almost two thousand dollars a minute and when you save up to sixty percent on hotels and get exclusive deals on rental cars and flights you can have more more sunshine more family more fun more thank you for negotiating no 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 please no no need to thank me no it's all for you at priceline we know every trip is a big deal so when you're ready to travel visit priceline.com for amazing deals that will help you get more out of your next trip Welcome to Total Wine and More. I want something fun in the sun. You'll love this sparkling wine. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Inspiration from Spirit show with your host, Reverend Lee Chapin. The focus and goal for this show is to assist humanity in the awakening of a new level of consciousness that will bring peace to planet Earth. Welcome to Inspiration from Spirit. I'm your host, Lee Chapin. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. We've got an exciting show. We've got Judith Corbin Blackburn who is the author of The Activating Your 5D Frequency, a guidebook for the journey into higher consciousness. It's a guide to navigating the transition from 3D human to 5D human and reclaiming the ancient power of love, creativity, unity consciousness, laying dormant in our DNA. Judith Corbin is an award-winning author, nationally known teacher, transpersonal psychotherapist, shamanic minister. She's been inspiring people to step into their self and empower themselves for 45 years. She is here today to talk about her book. And yet, as so much as we know, a lot of you know, we've been talking about the energy of Ramu and we've been talking about Atlantia, Atlanta and Atlantis. 
can't even talk today, excuse me, Atlantis and Lemuria. And so Judith's information today will be quite fascinating because she is sharing with us about how we are actually ascending and moving from that third dimensional frequency as a fifth dimensional human and moving into that state of higher consciousness and unity consciousness as we were designed to be uh, as powerful spiritual beings of light when we were first created and brought to this earth. So these are powerful, powerful times. And so I'm so excited to have her. I'm so excited to share her work. We've We've known each other for several years now, and I know she's been bringing this work forward, and she's really delighted. Uh, and she was able to receive a contract through Inner Traditions Publishing Company, and so I know that that was so exciting for her to be able to publish this book and share her work about uh, her knowledge, her wisdom. And she co-partnered, or she studied under, I believe, uh, Barbara Hanklau, which wrote a foreword for her book. And so that is totally and completely exciting. So welcome to the show, Judith. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. <laughs> uh, last we did this, you were on radio. I'm glad, excited for you. You're doing the video now. Well, I, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. all right. We didn't get to do a sound check. <laughs> so. Yes, I did radio for eight years. Uh, oh, that's really? Stop that about five years ago. So coming into this format was unexpected, but I guess that's what I do. So it's nice to see you. Nice to, uh, to, to be with you again. I know you're on my show. I don't know how many times because I had it for eight years. I had you on you and Carly lots of times. So welcome, welcome. Thank so you. I just brought just brought forth your introduction. I'm really excited because this is piggybacking off, like I said, to the listening audience, what we've but been bringing forward in the past couple of shows with me being able to channel remove the generator crystal uh, from yes. Atlantis and bringing forth that information about Atlantis and Lemuria and about how we're in some ways paralleling um, that ancient civilization now and how it's important for us to step into our own sovereignty and to move from those lower vibrational frequencies to live in our higher unity consciousness. So tell me a little bit about how this book got inspired. How did, how did oh. all this get inspired for you? Well, um, it, it was a process and it was a surprise at the same time. I had no intention of writing another book at the time, um, but I had taken a mystery school with Linda Starwolf, who's a neighbor and friend of mine. And I didn't even know why I was taking it. It sounded interesting. It was right next door. So when I got into her mystery school, Within the first 20 minutes, I realized I had to return to teaching multidimensionality. And hers was not based on the multidimensionality I teach, but it just sort of came through me. I thought, this is why I'm here. I started translating a lot of what she was saying into multidimensional language. And I had actually, I've never met Barbara Hanklau in person. That was kind of a, a gift that occurred. I had read her book, Alchemy of Nine Dimensions many years ago, uh, around 2010, I think, or maybe 2000, and, yeah, it was about 2010. And I was very inspired by her multidimensional theory. So as I was in this other mystery school, I started translating it back. I, I had taught the her theory for a while and put my own spin on it, backed off thinking, does this planet need another theory so, or another system? Yeah. And then I realized in that mystery school within 20 minutes, yes, and I really needed to step it forward. So I actually got a hold of Carly, and she and I put together a shamanic multidimensional mystery school. 
And so that was bringing the download, so to speak, back to me. But I still didn't know I was going to be writing this book. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. There's another book. I'm like, no. So I went to the beach. I went to the ocean with my husband. We were doing this every year, uh, kind of a vacation retreat. And even at the very first day I had brought the book, I think it's called Big Lover. It's uh, by the woman that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she was talking Mm -hmm. about when you feel inspired and a project comes through you. And I thought, nothing's coming through me. I closed the book. Two days later, I started writing this book. Oh, my goodness. And I couldn't stop. Oh, wow. How exciting. I know it's been stressful. Huh? I said, I know it had been stressful for you. Well, the contracts were tricky, but the actual book writing was not. The actual writing was very easy and fun. And I always, you know, imagined or or, uh, uh, thought it would be so wonderful if Barbara Hancloud would write my foreword. Mm -hmm. But Star Wolf had offered and I said, sure. I didn't know Barbara personally. But because she used to own uh, Baron Company, which is now part of Inner Traditions, uh-huh. and I was using some information from some of her charts, the publisher asked me to send her a preliminary copy. And after I did that, I got an email from her saying, I love this book. I want to write the foreword. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, congratulations. Spirit was, yeah. Thank you. Spirit was really, really working on this. And since then, Barbara and I have corresponded a lot. And oh. uh, while we haven't met in person, she's on the West Coast, I think so, in Canada, actually. So everything seems to uh, synchronistic, you know, as like the universe always has a bigger picture for us. It's like, you know, we're the, like the last to know in a sense. It's like, oh, you know, this, yes, things are orchestrated right. and we're the last to know. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do what now? So. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's really truly. And that's when you know, you know, you're not pushing it through ego. It's really right. coming through us. Yes. Um, the other piece that was really in, had really inspired this book, because it's connected to what you were saying about Atlantis, is that I had been in Egypt about 15 years ago on a shamanic journey. And that was before I read Barbara's book. I wasn't familiar with the 9D theory particularly. But what I knew was just in in going, you know, doing ritual in all of the sacred temples and uh, the pyramid is that the very ancient Egyptians prehistory were really evolved Mm -hmm. and what I would call 5D. And that as the culture developed, it actually lowered its frequency. By the time you had the pharaohs, it was a lower frequency. I believe that the ancient Egyptians that I was tuning into actually were people that had fled or or they were influenced by what had been going on in Atlantis, right? When Atlantis was falling and they migrated uh, there. They migrated there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the emerald tablets, you know, were brought by Thoth to Egypt. There's some legends about that. And I think Plato might even have, have, talked a little bit about that. So there's definitely an Atlantis connection. And can you explain for the listening audience who may not understand 3D, 5D, can you just kind of dumb that down for us? I'll do my best. Let's see. (laughs) Um, So when we're, we have the capacity 
to actually access as humans on this planet, nine dimensions of consciousness. Now there are other dimensions and, and people, I'm sure your guides are bringing in other dimensions than those nine, but these are sort of, um, it's like when you have public school, these are like public school for us. This is what we all have access to if we knew how to tune into them. The first dimension being in the crystal iron core of the earth and the ninth dimension being in galactic center and all the dimensions in between having their own gifts. The piece about the fifth dimension, the fifth dimension is a physical dimension. It's not physical like being on 3D earth, but it is a physical dimension. It's just, it's like being in your light body Mm -hmm. and it's your frequency is running more quickly. The, the characteristics of the fifth dimension or the main characteristics are unconditional love. Excuse me, I have, al- I have allergies. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh. I'm in the cornfield, yeah. Judith. You know how that is. <laughs> I it's remember. Hard, it's harvest time. <laughs> I remember the cornfields. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh. Um, so anyway, the, the primary characteristics are unconditional love, of self and others, unity consciousness, where we understand we are interconnected with everything, not just sentient beings, but with the earth, with, with nature, even, even, you know, of course with crystals, which are by the way, second dimensional and uh, rocks, everything. We're part of each other and uh, unbridled creativity. So, I think the ascension process that we're in right now is really about speeding up our vibrations, which many people talk about, and we're actually speeding them up into a fifth dimensional frequency. We're doing it as humans on planet Earth. The Earth is also speeding up some, but simultaneously, you know, all of the sort of pain and the the, um, suffering and now it seems to be escalating Mm -hmm. is the resistance to this shift that's going on. And, you know, I know the Atlanteans had some choices and ultimately how to say, you know, sort of the good guys didn't win out and the society went down and eventually uh, under. Um, I think right now in our history, we have another opportunity. And the more of us that tune into that level and and raise our frequency and open and heal our hearts, um, the more we can uplift the planet and really step into, you know, this beautiful new earth. I mean, I have visions of it. Uh And, And I believe that that in that fifth dimensional frequency, because we have such creativity, we can we can solve the problems we've created very quickly. But there has to be uh, enough folks that go, yes, uh, this has to be put in to policy. We have to commit to this as a planet, really. And are you seeing that change? Are you seeing the awakening? I know you've been working for 45 years plus, probably. But ha- what have you what have you seen in terms of the years that you've worked, uh, not only as a psychotherapist but as a um, metaphysician, you know, as an author well, teacher? I think that probably this, in a way, it's so simple, but it's also really important. More and more people understand that truth resides in our heart, and wisdom resides through the heart, and not through the intellect, uh-huh. and opening up of the intuition. Um, 
a lot of the work that I do in my counseling practice is helping people clear their emotional wounding, which clears the emotional body and opens us up more to higher frequency in a balanced way. You know, you can pop into some of those higher frequency portals, Mm -hmm. but to be able to maintain it more and more really is um, uh, you have to heal a lot of those wounds. So as a psychotherapist, that was really important for you writing this book because, you know, the premise Mm -hmm. of of healing our emotions and those lower vibrational frequencies so we can move into that multidimensionality, into our light body, into the higher frequencies. We can't really do that Mm -hmm. if we're still stuck in fear and anger and jealousy. And Mm -hmm. you want to share about that? Yeah, well, any emotional drama that we're stuck in, um, you know, as you know, Lee, We have these four bodies. We have our physical body. We have our emotional body, our mental body, our spiritual body. I guess that people call the etheric. Mm -hmm. If if, um, the emotional body isn't clear, meaning we haven't worked through our wounding, you really can't, even in the best of circumstances, people on this planet have gone through some sort of trauma whether it's ancestral trauma, but usually there's something in this lifetime as well. It's just we have such a dysfunctional society, such a dysfunctional culture that there's trauma all around. So if we get stuck in the trauma, meaning we don't know how to process through our feelings, meaning, you know, like anger is a natural response to violation, but if we don't know how to process it, um, in a safe way, in a way that does no harm, but that releases the energy of it, it gets stuck in our field. Mm-hmm. And it can cause depression, it can cause violence, it can cause um, um, anxiety, lots of, you know, lots of what we call mental Ill- illness or mental health issues is what I prefer to say. Um And the more that we can clear out that old wounding, the freer we are to open our frequency up, to open our hearts, healing our hearts, and opening up that frequency so we really can fully step into that light body. And and it's a process, and I don't think it's linear. You know, (laughs) a lot of times I feel wonderful and expansive, and I know I'm in my 5D frequency, and other times I'm stuck in that dense 3D ego stuff. And so part of what this book is, is helping people navigate that. And I was going to, I was going to share something um, that, that I wanted you to touch base on, but this emotional healing, like you said, it's not linear. And I know that I've been healed sort of uh, miraculously in the sense where um, I give an example. I didn't get married till I was 50 years old. So the first time. So I had a fear of getting married. And so I remember one day, I, for some of you who may know, I also have practiced massage therapy for 30 years, as well as being a psychotherapist and a spiritual counselor and author and all the other things I do. Uh, but I was giving a massage. And by the time this massage was done, it was like there was an epiphany that it was, I was not afraid to get married. It was like vanished. It was really strange. So then I called my future husband and said, oh, we have to get married because we were actually going to a church conference in Hawaii. And I said, oh, let's get married in Hawaii. And he's like, what? He didn't know what the heck was going on. It was like, you know, I'm just at work. And I'm like, we got to get married in Hawaii. And, you know, (laughs) but it was it. I want you to touch on that because it was like, I feel like that was a part of what needed to be cleared for me. But spirit or 
whatever I, whoever was helping me or assisting me with it, it was like, it was just cleared from my energy field. And I know that that was a focus, but it wasn't like I was trying to go to therapy and move through it. It was, it was really, I don't want to say bizarre, but it was like, it was really a fascinating experience to like have that awakening in that moment. I, I, and is this how this, we're moving into the light body or the fifth dimension? It's like, we're just shifting. I, I, think, a- that, I think that that's accurate. I think your experience is not uh, that common yet, but I- <laughs> it was unusual. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think that, um, and in no doubt you had already cleared some things, whether you were focused on that or not, uh-huh. that, you know, some of the fear of commitment or whatever it was that you were blocking, whatever those blocks were, I really suspect there had been a foundation put in place, um, maybe not focused on it, but enough that when that came through you, you were able to know, okay, I'm ready. Uh-huh. This is going to work. Um, what is more frequent is um, more conscious work ahead of time, you know, sort of a, an examination of well, what's scary about it. How do I know to protect myself? Where am I carrying other people's fears? Those kinds uh-huh. of things. Mm-hmm. And, and even then, you know, while the specifics may have lifted, healing emotionally is multi-layered. So you heal a layer and then another piece often comes up and so on. But we get to a point where it doesn't really impact our life much. Mm-hmm. And that's you when know, I think the field is clear. Wasn't the field is clear. I was going to say, because I've had so many people, you and I, we've probably, I know you for this as well. People yeah. have said, oh, I thought I'd work through that. Right. And, then here it is, and then here it is again. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell you, but it's here again, another layer, like an onion. Do you want to address that? Because that's we've you've heard that many times, I'm sure. Well, um, a Venus Rising, which is Star Wolf's uh, Institute, they talk a lot about the spiral path. Uh-huh. I used to teach it before I knew about calling it that. I would what I would show my clients is. You know, we, we imagine, our, our intellect imagines that we start here and we go in a straight upward line mm-hmm. as we're working out things and then we just stay there. But in fact, we work in a spiral. I don't have a piece of paper on me or a close, I'd write it down. I'd show you a visual of it. You know, if you think about how a spring spirals like this, Uh And you have to go down before you get to the next, before you go back up again when you go on a spiral. Like a staircase, yeah. Like a a spiral staircase, except literally it feels like you have to go down and around again, not where you started. Okay, I can't, I don't know if that's showing on the screen. You know, you started down here, but you're up here going through the spiral. And every time we go back down, it often feels like we're back again, back to zero again. We're not. We've already done a lot of healing, but Uh there's another level to clear as we're evolving. Mm -hmm. And so as we move into that fifth dimensional frequency, what does, what does that look like for us? Or you said you've had visions of the earth or, you know, and this is what I write the last part of the book really talks very specifically about 
how I see things looking. Other people may see it differently. I suspect you must have visions because you're channeling in, well, because I know you do anyway, but (laughs) you're channeling in those memories of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it more, I think, on a future timeline here. But first of all, everything is thriving. We're not competing with one another. We understand Mm -hmm. we're a cooperative system. Um, I see things much more localized. I think part of the the uh, local movements, local foods, supporting local businesses, um, begins to decentralize things so that we can really stay connected to each other, and we're not um, uh, and and just you know logistically, just climate wise, we're not transporting lots of goods because we're learning to create them where we live. Where you know there's some trade, of course. Um, Education is totally revamped. You think about all the kids we try to stuff in a classroom, uh-huh. and if they don't do well, we medicate them instead right. of right. Instead of creating an environment where these children can thrive outdoors, whatever whatever is being called forth. I mean, I see children getting together with instructors in more of an outdoor setting spending a lot of time in nature. Um, there are already, you know, some schools, some of the Montessori schools, Waldorf schools, there are models that work with this some. Um, healthcare, we, we, <laughs> we start realizing we're the ones that have the answers inside of ourselves and we use herbs and we use crystals and we use, um, uh, you know, more evolved methods of healing so and if if we're back in balance we're not going to have the levels of diseases we have Mm -hmm. so just to give a you know a basic idea that just to throw out some visions of course i see lots of diversity lots of blending both of the races of the cultures um we're redefining family i think um the Certainly the gay and lesbian movements and the transgender movements, they're asking that we stop our old vision of you have to be this way or you have Mm. to be that way or a family has to look this way or that way. This is based on health and love and and understanding we're all different here. So and is and and that difference can really um, not only support us, but enhance everything. So, you know, just to give you a taste, how's that? I was just going to say, we, you and I are old enough to remember that we spent mm-hmm. time outdoors and that there were old ho- home remedies and that things oh, were simpler. Right. And mm-hmm. so 50 years, I'm 64. I'm not sure how old you are, but mm-hmm. it's like. I got uh, 10. Huh? I have Which 10. Why not? Oh, you have 10. Oh, 10, years 10 <laughs> So we, we know what it was like to live in those simpler times mm-hmm. when we weren't distracted by so much stimulation. You know, we spent time outdoors. We spent time with our parents or, grand, or grandparents or family members. Mm-hmm. I know I did a lot. You know, we have that community. And yet we've shifted away from um, this sense of, of family or unity or simplicity uh, and moved away into this technology or so I'm, I'm wondering now we're swinging back into this as you talk about things coming yes, together. I don't think it will be a lack of technology, okay? 
it will be an enhancement. It will be technology that doesn't um, probably want to sit in front of a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll use it. We'll use the technology we have for databases. I mean, it's miracle, right? We have a question. You go to your phone. You get an answer. Yeah, we used, and we used to say, "Oh, you would be nice, you know, if we could call and see, you know, on the telephone, <laughs> we could see our right. one." <laughs> exactly. Here we are. <laughs> so, Here we are. Well, I don't see. I see us actually, you know, as as those ancient cultures of Atlantis had such incredible technology, and the Egyptians and in South Africa. I I see us using technology, but not at the expense of nature, mm-hmm. and not where not in sort of that addictive way that our culture uses it now. Uh-huh. So that children and also a lot of a lot of places parents don't feel safe to let their children outside to just play freely and ride bikes or scooters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so as communities shift, again, it's up the spiral. So mm-hmm. it won't be back in the 50s, it, but it will, it will pull in the things that were really good, the playing outdoors, the connecting with nature, the, the family connections, whether they're blood connections or family of choice connections, uh-huh. where you know, it literally does take a village to raise children. And um, there's a lot of community support. So those, and then the natural remedies, right? You know, we... We were brought up on many of those, and they're inexpensive, but there's something more. I mean, uh, one of the herbalists I read talked about how if you have um, some sort of a disease or you're dealing with some major health issue, it is likely that there, the herbs that you need will actually grow around your home. Oh, you have to learn what they are. Oh, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Up on them and pollute, That's you know. right. So, yeah, and uh, that old chicken soup remedy. <laughs> right. There you go. And um, and again, I think if we're living in a healthy world, we're not going to have the kinds of diseases we have now. I mean, mm-hmm. this is future, but these little souls coming in now are really quite amazing, and I believe they're coming in because they're going to help us transport transport to this higher dimensional living. And then I want to ask you about your question about the epigen- epigenetics we're we're being coded to be 5d from that frequency into our human bodies Tom, that we were encoded with that originally is that correct that's what, yes. that's what you're I, saying i absolutely i absolutely think that and that um well you know scientists call it junk dna mm-hmm. it's sort of like you might remember this Lee. you might be old enough when i was in middle school they said the left hemisphere of the brain was the major one and the right hemisphere was minor because oh, it carried the emotions yeah. and creativity yeah, uh-huh, and spirituality right. yeah. mm-hmm. wasn't valued. And so they're doing yeah. the same thing with this DNA. And the study of epigenetics is fascinating. And I'm far from an expert. I just know bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But what they're finding is that a gene can, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It can basically transmit inf- numerous types of information. It's not just stuck on one type, but as an example, if you carry genetic ancestral trauma in a particular gene, mm-hmm. that gene, until you work with that trauma, is probably going to keep firing the trauma. Right. If you work with it and use visualization, there are many techniques. You begin to shift how that gene fires. Mm-hmm. 
So I believe we've been encoded um, with what you could call like star seed or alien DNA. You know, much of our essence comes from the stars. We didn't just originate here. Right. Um, And that the culture, either because of earth change trauma, that's one theory about 10,000, 11,000 years ago. Some of the things that were Atlantis, you know, again, you're probably tuned in more to this, how Atlantis really, um, the word that came was disintegrated, but just really degenerated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it created imbalances and it created this patriarchal culture that we're now in. And that hopefully is moving away where we threw out the goddess, we threw out the sacred feminine mm-hmm. uh, and threw everybody into imbalance. You can't get much for five bucks these days unless you go to Wendy's for a five dollar biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger or crispy chicken BLT plus four piece nugs, fries and a drink all for just five bucks. <laughs> That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. It's not just women. I mean, men have suffered greatly from this. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no reason we have to have wars. We can all grow up and get along. Yeah, that's right. Be nice. <laughs> just play nice. Just play nice. And I believe if people's needs were fulfilled, the motivation would shift. Wars Say that again. If people's needs needs were fulfilled, oh, uh-huh. right, yeah. um, there would be no motivation to mm-hmm. conquer another. We, the motivation typically is we want your resource or we're afraid of you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, collaboration. We're yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you find yourself, if, if you're coming from that place of heart, warmth, and compassion, uh, then, you know, you're radiating that love and there's like no threat. Exactly. And, and when we're in that 5D frequency, that's the way we are. Mm-hmm. So the more people that activate it and, it, and it's contagious. You know what it feels like when you're around somebody that's putting out this wonderful energy? Right. Yes. Right? It's contagious. And that helps uplift the planet. But again, it, it's... Um, you know, it means we have to release a belief system that's been around for several thousand years that says this is impossible. And how do you see the energy now of the sacred feminine, sacred masculine energies coming together? I know we, a lot of us talk about the sacred mother energy, the divine feminine mother energy coming and, and not necessarily saving the day, but coming in and it's, you know, people are recognizing it and honoring it. Can you talk a bit about that? first of all i think feminine energy sacred feminine energy is very very powerful and it's powerful because it's connected to the inner you know nobody can mess with it because it's inside of us Mm -hmm. it's it's about how we process through emotion it's about intuition it's about how we listen to the wisdom of the heart that's all in the the um, area arena of the divine feminine And you can see more and more people are beginning to do that, whether they call it that or not, Mm -hmm. Um, where we stop believing what we've been told and we start really tuning in. Does this feel right? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. <laughs> does, this, does this support thriving in life? Because we've been uh, conditioned to believe that our mental mind is, our thoughts, our mental mind are really the truth. And we haven't really listened to our intuition. So I remember, well, I've had lots of stories, but uh, I've been deemed odd or unusual because I've listened to my own soul and I've listened to my own intuition. I've listened to my own inner guidance, what's right for me versus, you know, when I went to massage school, my, you know, I was working as a psychotherapist for 10 years. And then my dad was worried about, you know, how I was going to make a living or never heard of this back 1988 here in, you know, Galesburg, Illinois. Um, you're from Springfield. So I think, so, you know, I you know, Springfield for many, for decades, many 30 years. So, yeah. so yeah, we have some of this small town mentality here, but uh-huh. uh, you know, his concern, you know, was how I was going to make a living. And so it was, you know, that was what I felt I was drawn to do. And so I followed my intuition and then it worked out for me. And then I remember my dad coming to my office, you know, and kind of joking, well, you know, could he have a loan, you know, because that was his way of saying, okay, oh, this is good. Things are fine. You know, I'm doing okay. But, you know, just being able to listen to that versus, you know, you know, following what your parents believe or what other people want you to believe or just trusting with yourself takes a lot of courage, but also just being able to, to, to really feel that knowingness within your heart. Like you just know, because I remember the day that I met this other massage therapist uh, in town, she was a nurse and it was like, it was like, that's what I'm going to do. Cause I was like thinking I'm going to change professions. What am I going to do? I have a master's degree. What am I going to do? And then it was like, there was this knowing I can do that. Not even knowing I could do it, but it was like this knowing I can do that. And off I went to Sarasota, Florida to massage school and everybody thought I was nuts. <laughs> that's when you know you're tuning into the divine feminine. <laughs> <laughs> I did it anyway. Cause you did it and, and you followed it. And it does. I think all of us are being asked to activate courage it's like you you have to live in, uh, outside your comfort zone or on the edge of the comfort zone. Right. You know, I, I know for me, one reason I had to leave Springfield, Illinois, I loved it. I raised kids there. I had a booming practice. I had a, you know, a lot of students, but it was too comfortable. Mm-hmm. I had to spread my wings some. Right. And same thing with every, you know, with every book I might release, it's all... Um, it's daunting to step into a new level, but we have to keep activating that courage and not listening to what other people might think. So I think your example is great, Lee. And, you know, you knew. I believe we all have that capacity, but we have been very trained Mm -hmm. to uh, be afraid to believe it or afraid to listen. Yeah, we've been culturally conditioned to to be in fear or to, uh, you know, not trust ourselves, uh, to not go, like you said, not go outside the box. But as we move through um, this, you talk about uh, navigating uh, different tools, and I'm not sure how to, to phrase that, but you're navigating through the 4D into the 50, the third, fourth, fifth. Can, can you explain that a little bit? Um, yeah, briefly, I'll try. <laughs> it's a chapter. Um, this journey isn't, um, it's not smooth sailing because collectively it's like we're all stepping into the new and much like your dad thinking you were crazy for going to massage school. A lot of people are going to meet up with other people thinking they're crazy. They're saying things that don't make sense. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, they've lost it, whatever the Mm -hmm. judgments might be. So we need tools to help us navigate through this. 
Um, the fourth dimension is, is a very specific um, dimension. And again, this is from Barbara Hand Clow's work, although in a very one sentence reference in her big book, um, there was an illusion that Plato actually taught the nine dimensional access in a mystery school and that he had gotten that from Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or no, from Egypt, I'm sorry, from mm-hmm. Egypt, who had gotten it from Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> and where did Atlantis oh, get it? Lemuria. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sure, you know, I know Lemuria was really connected to. I don't have as much left brain information uh-huh. on Lemuria. Um, so in the, and I sent you that chart when you were asking me about the fourth uh-huh. dimension, uh-huh. If, if you can imagine there's like this canopy, an energetic canopy above us where the fourth dimension resides. If our emotional field is clear, that canopy is light mm-hmm. and the portals to the higher dimensions are easy to access. If we have a lot of emotional baggage, both individually and collectively, it tends to murk up that that canopy. So we're like stuck. Mm-hmm. And one thing I love about Barbara's book, uh, Alchemy of Nine Dimensions, is she supports this with physics. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really it's a brilliant book, but it's one you really have to study. Uh-huh. So I mean, this is not just, oh, you know, downloads. This is also... Uh, at the edge of science, they are beginning to understand mm-hmm. what light. Which so this is about that. quantum so, it is, it's physics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so indigenous people, in many of which I think were fifth dimensional, I have a feeling that when Atlantis dispersed, um, you know, people in the, the Mayans and the... Uh, the people that went into the Andes and in India, I mean, all pieces around the globe, Africa, uh, Australia, the, um, uh, gosh, I just lost the the word, but the indigenous people of Australia, they Uh had kept uh, the frequency. Their physical world, as they knew it, was destroyed, but they they kept the frequency. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the and Native American Indians, one of the things that often those cultures employed was something that that Barbara Han Clow calls the archetypal stream. They would act all these um, emotional dramas out in plays and other art forms to kind of release it from uh-huh. the collective. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. But. But what happens for us is that it stores up because people don't know how to release it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if as children you're free to just express your feelings, you know what to do, you're not getting judged, you don't end up with that cloudy field. Right. Yeah. Right? So part of navigating 4D is to begin to notice when you're in this emotional drama and have tools to move through it. And, you know, I guess I could talk about polarity, but I think that would be too complex for people just beginning to to listen to this information. But anyway, so part of my part of what I felt my job in writing this book was to talk really about the emotional and social aspects of this ascension. Mm -hmm. Um even though, of course, I pull in spiritual aspects, there are other people that are doing a great job with the spiritual part. 
my background and, and my understanding, because I understand the human psyche in a particular way, was to give tools of how to just deal with your own resistances. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important just to feel what you feel and not try Absolutely. to numb, not numb it or try not to move through it. You know, people get uncomfortable and then they want to, you know, they want to um, numb themselves through alcohol or drugs or whatever or pre- deny their emotions. It's like, it's okay to feel it. So, um, you know, what I've come to learn is just feel what you feel because this too shall pass. And then like you were talking before, it's like, it does clear. And then there's some level of, I want to say freedom because uh, I was just experiencing on this and something else that I've been trying to move through just recently. It's like, Oh, I think I've moved through some of these base emotions because I feel like I feel lighter. I don't feel attached to, I don't feel attached to those old emotions that that I've had forever regarding you know a circumstances or a situation. So it's like, again, I'm like, what did spirit do to me? What's what's been going on here? Because I do feel like a little more ethereal, like lighter with this. And it's like, oh, it's not, you know the, a level of non detachment from it. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's the trick, but you have to feel it first, Mm -hmm. as you say, you know, and then it's more complex for people. Um, I did, um, my kids went to a Montessori school in Springfield. And uh, when my oldest daughter was of age to go there, um, we didn't have a lot of money. And I, there was a great director Who's at, and I asked her, can I do some trade in addition to paying some of the tuition? So my trade was to go in and do a feelings class for five-year-olds oh. or for the oh, elementary oh. group, right? Oh, how nice. That's really so nice. Yeah. Teach them how to work with their anger and yeah. how to honor their feelings. Well, you know, kids that go to a Montessori school, they come from families that really care about them and wanting to enrich them, right? Mm-hmm. These little five-year-olds, I had them beaten on pillows, man. They had so much anger already. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. It's just they needed a way to release it Mm -hmm. that was non-harmful. Right. If we don't have permission to release it, and so many people in our culture don't, or they release it in a harmful way, which just brings the energy back, then by the time you're 40 or 50, it's there's a process a process of sorting out what's old versus what's current. Mm-hmm. As it sounds to me, when you describe your process, Lee, you kind of moved through the old ones, and then now we just have to feel it, kind of kiss it, pat it on the head, <laughs> and go, "Oh yeah, I'm human," and then yeah. our frequency lives. Right. Yes. Right. Isn't that lovely? Oh, gosh. The wisdom, the wisdom of, you know, being able to understand this, you know, as you and I are yeah. therapists, you know, I've been doing this work for 40 years, too. So, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, Lord. Um, so there's something about, you know, aging and wisdom being a crone, which is, you know, maybe not for oh, everyone, yeah. but for me, it's been great. <laughs> I'm still so grateful. <laughs> so I want to, I know we just have, you know, a few minutes left. Is there something you want to talk about that, you know, I don't want to dominate by asking you questions. Is there something you want to share that's really important to you that you want to tell our listening audience? You know, let me take a minute and go in because I, I hadn't thought about that. So let me see what comes to me. You know, the first thing that comes is 
learn to really trust your inner wisdom, not the internet. I think that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I had not heard that. I like that. That's really good. Okay. You know, people are seeing all sorts of things on the yeah. internet. Some of it's real. Some of it's not real. Yeah. And I, I think it's because we're in such a time of uncertainty and it's almost like mm-hmm. 3d reality is, is just, you know, it's falling in on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so in times of uncertainty, we want to feel like we can be certain of something, mm-hmm. but really the only certainty is within us That's and that right. changes all the time. So really to clear any beliefs that you can't trust yourself to mm-hmm. really go through a process where you begin to, to really know the feeling that you get, that's going to guide you in the right direction to kind of pull in your spiritual team. Yes. Right. Because our higher self, you. our higher self knows what's best for us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that that's what comes to me to say, and also to really hold positive images for our future. There's so much dystopian, there's so much fear, there's so mm-hmm. much dystopian, um, so many dystopian images, there's um, uh, so much disinformation, nobody knows what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. And to just keep going into the heart, does this serve love? Does this serve, um, does this serve thriving for everybody? Is this fair? <laughs> Right. <laughs> or it's just coming yeah. from fear and our desire to try to make, to think we know it's going to be this way. Mm-hmm. And the, the important thing is, like you said, trusting within yourself. But I always call it mind in my own store in the sense that I, I don't really read a lot of other people's information uh, because I channel. Not that I'm, I don't do it from a place of arrogance, but I do it because that's the guidance that I receive. And so Mm -hmm. I trust what I receive. And so I don't like to filter myself with a lot of other people's information Mm -hmm. uh, because it gets too complicated. And yet um, it it keeps my life simpler. It keeps the mind uncluttered in a sense. And um, uh, if we just stay in that place of, um, of, again, balance and harmony within ourselves and trusting within our own heart and being the change we wish to see. Absolutely Truly being the, you know, minding your own store, tending to what you need to do. Don't worry about what's, you know, I mean, hold. Spirit's been talking about detachment a lot. Not that you don't mm-hmm. care, but you're holding a space of energy, like you said, of love from a higher perspective of detachment so that you can hold that higher frequency because you are, you are the template or the mirror to help other people, you know, come along to join and move right. out of that space. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, I heard another phrase that's kind of like that. It's an inside job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Tending your yeah. own store. Yeah. I also yeah. think I'm like you, Lee. I, I, my information kind of comes directly. So I don't read a lot of self-help mm-hmm. kind of books or spiritual yeah. books. Uh-huh. Once in a while, I'll, I'll come into something that that's really either confirming or inspiring me. Uh-huh. I don't go to a lot of workshops. Some people, though, do need that. But mm-hmm. it's really important that they know inside themselves. Right. Right. That, oh, yes, this is going to open up something for me. Yes, I remember when I first started, you know, 1984, my, 
I picked my spiritual mentor's brain and drove her insane, you know. <laughs> so we all have to start somewhere, but you're right. We have to listen to that internal guidance and be able to, to learn to trust in our own wisdom because that's, you know, uh-huh. and that's where the Amazing things can happen for people in circles. Again, mm-hmm. everybody needs, they, everybody has their own path. And the path is, is shown through your guides and th- from within. But um, circles are amazing because of the support that people give each other mm-hmm. and the inspiration they tap into. Right. So, so, you know, that's also, and I think that's very much part of the 5D plan as well. Again, everybody's an, an individual, so you have to know what supports your own piece the best. Um, there was something else in what you said that, of course, just <laughs> went through and left. Oh, another key characteristic to get to 5D is release judgment. And that's mm-hmm. basically what you were saying. Uh-huh. That, you know, the detachment or the, the in Eastern religions call it non-attachment, mm-hmm. where we can just hold this loving container but we don't have to grab, this is the way, this is right, this is wrong, this, you know, this is my opinion. We can just allow things to kind of flow and hold it in love and see what happens. And is this, do you think that all this division and is really, it's, to me, it's like a pimple that's popping, you know, that's rising up and purging, you know, all this, this sort of division and separation. So that we have that opportunity to, to purge it. And then something new can come forward to, because we always need to replace something, you release something and then to be replaced. So if we can share this, which is lovely today for people who may think, you know, be in that place of fear or division or Mm -hmm. having their opinion about what's going on, that it's like, no, just move into your own heart and see what your heart tells you. Yes, I think that's essential. And um, when you talk about the pimple, that's an image. <laughs> but I've had a long, one in a long time, thank right. God. <laughs> I, I talk a lot about it as a shadow. And actually, yes. I talk a lot about it in the book of how to transform that. What we're seeing collectively is the shadow. Yeah. The, a, a lot of the, the intolerance and the... The division is mm-hmm. what's been held in our shadow that we haven't acknowledged. And so it's, it is, it's just bursting forward. Mm-hmm. The trick of course is to, to not get caught in the poison or yeah. the toxin, you know, transmute to kind of, it. yep. Transmute it and um, send it love. That's right. <laughs> but, transmute, but transmute, transmute. Right. Yeah, it's interesting times. You know, we many of us are probably the same as you. We were excited about 2020 because we knew it was going to be really a powerful year. I mean, there's a lot of us in my circle, and so it was like we didn't think this was going to happen. But it's like we, you know, we do. It was like, oh my god! But we do see it as necessary as part of that purging, as part of that clearing, as a part of moving into our higher heart. And you know like yourself writing this book for people to understand to, to live from, you know, their 5d to understand that we are not just third dimensional beings. There's a lot of us who think, you know, this is our reality of all that this, all that is and doomsday, but it's like, uh, no, we are physical spiritual beings and we came here by assignment to help assist. And so yes. this is, this is a, this is wonderful that you're sharing this and that you got the inspiration and you, you agreed <laughs> to write your book. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I was grateful. And, and it's coming through for more and more people. Everybody has a contribution. It can be, you know, creating a beautiful garden. It doesn't have to be getting and speak, doing public speaking. But everybody has a contribution if we can get in touch with how we feed into the whole. Mm-hmm. You know, and how we support things. And again, that's that's that inside. Do your, uh, what did you, clearing, I forget the phrase you used about um, uh, clearing your own store, minding your own store. Oh, yeah. Minding your own store. Yeah, you like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just mind your own store. Just you know, take care of your own stuff. It's That's plenty. <laughs> that's, that's more than plenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you it's the other piece I want to say. One of my favorite sections in my book, and it's a very small section, and it's called The Subversiveness of Vibrancy. You know, I'm looking at how vibrant you look. I'm looking at how much we're laughing mm-hmm. as we're doing this. Yeah. This is what we're evolving to. We're evolving to more joy as we get lighter and lighter and and we we're we're evolving to vibrancy and anything that stands in the way of our vibrancy Mm -hmm. you know we we need to clear out we're not here to suffer we're here to enjoy (laughs) enjoy that's right live in joy and remembrance of who you truly are right that's well thank you very much yes because well i'm enjoying you because you're a fellow psychotherapist and you know i it's really wonderful to be able to meet someone on this, you know, just share time with you and see you and, and share, you know, we have commonality in terms of our education and what we're doing. And it's just lovely. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, that's been my that's, whole world. I've never all these seen years. you. I've huh? seen you. I've seen photos of you, Lee. I've never seen you before. And oh, you've never, never seen, you know, oh, you've never seen me physically. I've never seen you physically. So this is a treat for me too. And I, and I didn't know all your backgrounds and I can feel those those commonalities so yeah it's nice yeah it really is nice it's like oh good you know I got a you know fellow person who thinks like me you know the tickings on my mind you know because you know I uh get a few minutes left but um you know probably as you you know we've been isolated or I was in those early years especially back in the 90s when I started you know waking up more to my channeling and some of the beliefs were not mainstream so I'm like so grateful to be able to you know, share with you and others who, you know, understand the tickings on my mind because there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> you got to keep things to yourself back in them days. Or I did, you know, I was in Galesburg. I didn't really have many people to talk to. So I am grateful. So that brings me great joy to to be with someone of my, tri- you know, of my tribe. Yeah, I hear you. So what <laughs> and a, there what are a more time. and more and more of us. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so exciting. Well, I just go ahead and just give us your contact information, how people can get your book and, um, you know, where you're speaking or if you have events going on, just share what's happening with yourself. We just got a few minutes left here. Well, my, um, my website, I thought go across the screen is empoweringthespirit.com. Um, my book is, is called activating your 5g frequency. It's available Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, from the publisher in our traditions your local bookstore can get it for you, um, if you, which is good to support. The, the next event I have that I'm really excited about, you know, it's been interesting because I had all these book talks and then COVID hit. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't travel and do them, but I did them online or I've done many <laughs> online and, and they will be done in person 2021 or 2022. <laughs> but um, Carly Matamore and I, you know, Carly, uh-huh. uh, do this shamanic multidimensional mystery school and we've done live circles. And now our next thing, which starts at the beginning of November, is to do it um, via Zoom. So we have people signing up from all over the world, which is exciting. And uh, this has been an amazing process. Carly brings the shamanic in. I bring the multidimensional, although, you know, we weave. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were good friends. We hadn't worked together before. And the connection is perfect. We just have this great synergy. Um, We have a lot of fun. But the most incredible pieces are what we see happen to our students. Yes. And, and, you know, how they flower, we take, it's a four part school that takes place for about 18 months or over. We, we schedule the first segment and then we use the group to make sure everybody can do the next three. And they're about 18 months to two years uh, for the whole process. And we're actually doing an advanced one for our graduates this weekend And everybody's so excited to come back and do it. So I'm excited to be able to present that. Um, And if you go to my website, you'll begin to find the information and the links where you can find more if people feel called. This is one of those divine appointments. If you're supposed to be in that circle, you know. You'll be called. Exactly. Well, thank you for being with me. This was lovely. Everybody get, get her book, you know. Go to her workshop. She's, I've known you, or have known you, I guess, never met, but, you know, for several yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is a powerful, powerful soul, a wonderful teacher and a fabulous uh, author. So thank you, Judith, for being on. God bless you. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Tell Carly, thank yes. you. We Thanks for being will. on my show. Yes. All right. thank have you. a great day. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Next week I have... Lisa Luckett, and she's going to be with us, uh, excuse me, as her book, The Light in 9-11, Shocked by Kindness, Healed by Love. Lisa's husband was killed in the 9-11 attacks 18, 19 years ago, 2001, yeah, 19 years ago. So Lisa is uh, sharing her story about how she healed from that and has continued to heal and sharing the love and the kindness that she was gifted with in, in her book. So let everybody know about Lisa's story and also just a reminder that tomorrow evening I am teaching the 12 master teachings of Christ again I am now on lesson nine rejuvenation we're moving forth into these powerful times and so this lovely little book can help you to shift from fear into love the 12 master teachings found on my website leechapin.com and on Amazon both in print Kindle and in my audiobook so have a blessed week we'll talk with you next week and just Shine your light so others may see. Have a great day. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive.
2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.